Welcome to In China with Michelle Zhou. Manufacturers have long known China to be a leader in their industry, but now the world is recognizing China as a business center for companies, market traders, education, and artists. It's no wonder that the economy has grown to be the world's second largest. In our program, you'll learn from the thought leaders and professionals who have lived in both the U.S. and China and continue to do business there. Now, here is your host, Michelle Zhou. Welcome, everyone. It's so great having you here today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou, and I'm your host, Michelle. I'm the founder and the CEO of Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. We help American and Chinese organizations learn from each other, bridge their needs, and grow their businesses internationally. You can contact me at our company website. ptcgconsulting.com, and I will also welcome you to connect me on LinkedIn. Today we have Tim Lindeman on the show with me. He has been doing business related to China for many years, and he's very knowledgeable about go-to-market to China for tech companies. Last year. He discussed with me about a platform that he was thinking, and now he's ready to launch this platform, and it's named China Biz Connect. I really like this name, so I'm excited to have Tim here with us and to share more about this new platform and how it can help you, our audience who are thinking about China or who are curious about China. So welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you very much, Michelle. It's great to be here. Could you please first tell us more about your background and especially the part that your experience, right, your your history related to China? Sure. Currently, I am the vice president of operations for Dimensional Insight, and Dimensional Insight is a data analytics software company based in Boston, Massachusetts. We create Business intelligence software, primarily for hospitals, but also for makers of beverage alcohol, and we've been in business for about 30 years now, and I've been working with the company for over 15 years. And my story is related to China because I started working with Dimensional Insight when I was living in China. I went to China. Right after graduating with a degree in international relations from the University of Minnesota, and I learned Chinese very intensively, and I wanted to get into the software industry, and I got right into the software industry working with a. Chinese ERP vendor. It's called Yongyou. Yeah, I know that、uh, company. Yongyou. It's one of the largest、uh, China local company that、um, do software as well as service. Yeah. So I got my start working in IT at Yongyou, and while I was there, I was helping the company do business development work. And my responsibility was to try to find foreign companies who would partner with Yumio to offer software to the Chinese market. Then, how did you end up with the company that based in Boston and is called Dimensional Insight? Yeah. So one of the companies that we contacted about partnership was Dimensional Insight. They were exploring the China market at the time because they were growing their business quite fast internationally, and China was a market that they were very interested in. So when they came to China, 
I met with the founders, Fred and Stan, and we hit it off really well. And instead of working with Yumyo, they decided they wanted to open up their own office in China and hire me to be their general manager. Well, the company Dimensional Insight changed their strategy from they were trying to find a distributor to they start with their direct sales and have you as the person, as the starting one. Is that correct, my understanding? Maybe. I don't think we really had a strategy. So it's, <laughs> it's okay to say that, but maybe you're being a little bit too nice. <laughs> Okay, well, sounds you impressed the founder a lot, and they totally changed the direction, and they want you to be the person to figure out how to develop their business in China. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we actually didn't have a strategy. We didn't have a plan. I had only been in China working for about three years at the time, so I didn't know all that much about the China market. So when we opened up our office in Beijing, we were really learning from trial and error, and we made a lot of mistakes, but we learned a lot along the way. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about that experience. I think it's very interesting how your experience there at that time helped develop you to today. And I know you have a now a lot of experience in this space and then that's why you wanted to develop that platform China Biz Connect to help more people. Yeah, so it was really an exciting experience. We opened up the office in Beijing first as a representative office and we hired three local staff. One helped us with the product the other two helped us with marketing and finding partners. And we worked really hard and we found a few partners and we also signed up a couple of customers right away to be our reference site. So we got a pretty quick start to the market, not quite as fast as we wanted to, but it was a good beginning. That was great, wow. And were there any other concerns when you started that? What I mean here is, for example, IP kind of protection or some other things like, because uh, you go B2B and uh, knocking the doors, uh, get into Chinese companies or organizations door. Yeah, and you were pretty young at that time. Were there any concerns or any interesting things happening? Yeah, I think that there were some concerns from our founders they had heard some stories about intellectual property theft and actually they had experienced something like that in the Mexico market where they partnered with one of their distributors and the distributor took the license and sold it without giving any money to Dimensional Insight and made a lot of different copies. They broke the license key and, and didn't report that. So they were afraid of things like that happening in China as well. Mm -hmm. Did you convince them or overcome all these uh, concerns? Well, the strategy that they took was very similar to the strategy of a lot of Western companies in the China market. And I can give you an example. If you spent any time in China in the 2000s, especially the early 2000s, you probably saw a lot of Santana cars on the street. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. So the Santana car is a Volkswagen car that's modeled after the Volkswagen Fox which was the Volkswagen car that came before the 
Passat. And so it was really, I believe it was an early 80s model, but they were still driving it in the early 2000s in China. The strategy that a lot of companies had going into China was since it was a developing market, they would first bring old technology and try to sell that and then gradually introduce newer technology. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the strategy for many companies at that time. You know, I think uh, for many companies that worked very well. So they don't worry too much about uh, losing their IP or the newest stuff. Yep. Well, it's a way to protect yourself a bit. You could still lose IP of older technologies because the older technology still had a competitive advantage versus the local competitors. So if they were to gain that, that would certainly help them. But it was a bit of a protection. It didn't work out so well for us. We did try to do the same thing. So what we did is we scaled back our product functionality and we kept maybe 50% of the most core functionality and we introduced that in China. But we quickly found out that was inadequate and we had to bring more technology into the market really quickly. Mm-hmm. You guys created a China version for the China market with less functionality. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Interesting. So what happened next? Any, as you mentioned, you guys in the very beginning didn't have a very thought-through strategy. It kind of just jumped in, and the founders really trust you a lot, hand over this business to you, and you guys started, okay, what happened next? Yeah, you're absolutely right that there was a lot of trust. Without that trust, I don't think Dimensional Insight would have invested in a China market, and it probably wouldn't have worked out as well as it has. And I'm not saying that it's worked out great, but we have done relatively well in some ways. And when we first came into the China market, Fred, our CEO, set the goal of being profitable in year one. And at the time, That was a bit scary, and we tried really hard, and we got very little revenue the first year. I think we just started to get some money trickling in. But Fred wasn't all that disappointed. I remember him at the end of the year kind of smiling and laughing and saying that, you know, he set the goal high on purpose to to motivate me to do even better, and that he was pleased with what we accomplished. But it's that type of a a company with that type of a company culture where trust is very important and planning isn't as important. Mm -hmm. If you think back the first year, what could have you done that uh, you would have a better experience and a better result? Well, when I think about it, there's a lot of things we could have done for a better result. One thing we could have done is we could have done a little bit more market research before going into the market, getting a better idea of where our beachhead should be, maybe even working with some experts who really understood the IT field, who understood how to sell, how to sign partners, maybe spent a little bit of money up front on consulting. I think that would have helped a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Another thing that I probably could have done better was to hire a better technical consultant. I hired somebody who was a friend of mine from Yumio, 
and he came in and he had a lot of knowledge on the channel front, but in terms of learning a new technology, it just took a long time. And maybe that would have been the case for other people as well, but that slowed us down a bit. And then finally, and most importantly, I should have listened more to my Chinese staff. And I think that this is probably the biggest takeaway that I got in all of my time in China, is that the China market is so different that you can't go at it with a Western mentality and you can't manage the China business like you would manage a U.S. business. And your Chinese staff are the best resource that you have to localize your company, to localize your business model so that you can be successful in the market. Hmm. Well, I would like to learn more about uh, all this experience you have learned and how that transit or translate into the platform China Biz Connect. Let's first take a break and we will be back right away. Are you interested in expanding your business to China but don't know how to start? Are you wondering how to grow your sales in the China market and win over competition? Meet Michelle Zhou and her team at Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. Our consultants are U.S.-China experts and have all lived and worked in both the U.S. and China with many years' experience in market entry strategies, management, and execution. We can help you find the right partners, develop opportunities, and grow your business in China. Please visit ptcgconsulting.com today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. So before the break, we talked uh, about uh, your experience uh, in your working in China and the learning for the first uh, couple of years. Now, I want to switch to the topic today, which is uh, the new platform you are launching, China Biz Connect. So Tim, I think uh, it will be helpful to tell us a little bit more about uh, what is this platform, China Biz Connect. And why do you do this? Well, I think I'll start with the why, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Of course. So the reason why I'm doing China BizConnect, which is a platform, is because when I first went into the China market, I didn't have the support of other business people who had gone in before me who could share their experiences with me so that I could avoid some of the mistakes that they made. I think uh, your employer or the founder, Fred, was more counting on you be the one figure out everything, right? He didn't have this experience. Right, but he hired me when I was really young and I didn't have the experience either. I knew more about the market than he did, but in terms of the business, I was very much a beginner. So. One thing that's really interesting about the software market in China is there are very few Western companies that are small, medium-sized, like we are, who have gone into the market and tried the same thing that we did. 
And because of that, it was really hard to connect with somebody who had done that. So at that time, it sounds like you were the one trying to figure out by yourself. And uh, I think you were smart that you hired a local staff. I believe they were very helpful. Yeah, we couldn't have done anything without the local staff. But what I'm trying to do with this platform is to help foreign business leaders to get a better idea of what they're getting into and to help them with some of the strategies for going to market in China and helping them to get a grasp of some of the market intelligence so they, they can make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. So the model for the platform would be something very similar to Gartner or Forrester Research where we offer in-depth articles along with a podcast so people can either read or they can listen. They can listen to voices of other business people. They can listen to experts like you, Michelle, and they can learn a lot or they can read and there'll be research with sources that they can find more information and they can learn a lot before they attempt to go to market. Mm. So it's a platform you provide research and you will produce a podcast that uh, help people to learn more. I want to check with you, are there any other services like this in the market today? There are a lot of services that cover a lot of different niches in the market and I've looked around and I found some that I find interesting. So if you're looking at the high end, you have companies like McKinsey that offer really fantastic research about the China market, but they're at a very high level and they're really selling to Fortune 500 companies, so they're not really in the same league. And at a lower level, you have a lot of companies that'll specialize in digital marketing or they might specialize in legal or regulations or some other functional aspect of going to market. But I still haven't found a company that is really focused on small to medium-sized technology companies going to market. Okay, so your audience is small and medium-sized technology companies who are considering China and need some help of how to get there. But you start from research and your podcast. Mm. Sounds a very good approach, uh, helping people. With that, then I would like to hear about um, what is your specialty in this research compared to the high-end or the China local market research companies? Right. That's a very good question. Compared to the local market research companies, I think that the advantage is that I'm here in the United States and I can communicate directly to the leaders of these small and mid-sized technology firms. I can win their trust and form a relationship and don't have to worry about that cultural hurdle Mm. because an important part of this is really to understand the needs of the business that's going into the market. Mm. Yeah, that totally makes sense to me 
I think uh, the China local research companies, because I work with them when I was in China, there is a difference for them. They know the China market very well, but uh, for them to really communicate or understand the Western business owners' mindset, that's the part uh, is pretty hard. So you use your niche, your specialty of you understand China as well as understand the uh, Western world, the business owners. So you are filling this gap. Yeah, and I still want to work with these local companies in China who are experts in their knowledge of the China market and how things work in China. I don't think that I have all the answers to give to these foreign business leaders, but I do think that the platform China BizConnect is a great vehicle for collecting the expertise from a lot of different sources. So I'll be talking with people in China who speak decent English and who know a lot more about the market than I do, and then that way I'll let them talk directly to the leaders and I'll take what they have and I will organize it in a very systematic way to provide the companies in the United States a playbook for going to market. Okay, I think uh, I have a picture of what you're trying to do now. That's why you call it a platform. So you start with market research and the podcast as a way to provide some basic information, uh, useful uh, information for the worldwide uh, foreign business owners or business people as a starting point. But uh, your platform, China Biz Connect, will connect uh, these people to the China local people who are experts to help to develop a very specific strategies and execute on that. Is that correct? Exactly. And not just the local experts, but also people who have worked in China and have come back to the United States, kind of like you, Michelle. Or it could also be other foreign people who are on the ground in China. And I really hope to also do a lot of case studies with business leaders who have experienced this so that they can share their stories and they don't have to all be success stories. Success stories are fairly easy to find because there are a lot of podcasts out there that interview successful business leaders, but just as important are the stories of the failures or the mistakes and what we've learned from that so we can avoid that ourselves. Mm, sounds great. Since you start with research, can you share with us what kind of a focus on your research? Yes, I would love to. The research is going to focus on going to market and all of the aspects that relate to that. And it starts with market intelligence, and that is to understand the China market from a few important dimensions, to understand the technology space and what are the strengths of the local vendors and what are their weaknesses? What areas are there big opportunities for foreign technology and what areas are really tough for foreign tech vendors to get into? 
Another area of the market intelligence is to understand the customers and what they want. The needs of large customers, the needs of small customers, the needs of customers that are in tier one cities or customers in two or tier three cities. So there are a lot of aspects about the market that I want to share to people so that they can make decisions. Yeah, that's very important because that's the fundamental thing before a company jump into China or any markets. Uh, they need to know the market and then based on the information, then they need to come up with their own strategies. Yeah, and strategies is the second part. And it's built on top of a solid market understanding. At that point, we understand is our product a good match for the China market? And if it isn't, then that's where the journey should end. It's not a good market for us to go into, and we can save a lot of time and a lot of money by walking away. But if it is a good match, how should we go into the market? Should we go in trying to find partners? Should we set up a direct sales organization? There are a lot of different options to choose from. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, that's the entry strategy you are talking about, right? How do you enter into the China market? You need to, based on the research, then you need to come up with your strategy. Then you will start to think about uh, how do I execute the strategy? Mm. Yeah, and the execution really focuses on the customer acquisition and the demand generation. So really on selling, which is the third real focus of, of the platform. And there are options there as well. You can sell directly, you can sell with partners, you can market digitally, or you can market using trade shows. And so I want to introduce some of these options and talk about the things that are unique to China, because Selling in China and marketing in China is completely different than it is in developed countries. Sounds great. I really look forward to seeing all these different research, the articles you are going to produce. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk a little bit about your podcast, because that's another element you will have in your ChinaBiz Connect platform. So how would it look like, your podcast? Yeah. So... If you've ever worked with Gartner or Forrester or IDC or another analyst organization, you know that they offer you information in two primary forms. One is through their research that you can read, which is really great. And the other is through inquiry, where you can have a phone call or a web meeting with one of their analysts and you can ask them questions. Yeah, so, I do know this format because I worked at IDC as an analyst before. And the wow. inquiries, yeah, we call it, you know, we, we charge pretty high cost every hour, right? Really, it's very expensive. I didn't know that, Michelle. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you talked about Brewster Gartner's format and uh, how that relates to yours because you want to make this, uh, in the very beginning, you said uh, China Biz Connect, uh, you compared to Forster Gartner research. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So coming back to the inquiry, this is the, where the podcast comes in because each podcast episode is kind of like an inquiry. Uh, you don't get to ask the questions, but you get to listen to the, 
you get to listen to me and Michael, who is my partner, ask the questions. And we try to put ourselves into your shoes and to think about what are the questions that you would have if you are considering going to market in China. So I will get various experts on the show who are expert in a particular domain. For example, they might be really good at building sales channels in China and then we'll ask them a bunch of questions and you get to listen to them. Great! I can give you a name who was my colleague and he built a pretty good channel team in China working on selling to the China market. Yep, great! Awesome! Yeah, I'd love to talk with this person. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think uh, that's a very low cost or maybe free service, I don't know, because you call it a podcast <laughs> that you can provide to audience to know more about China as well as their questions related to China. Yeah, at this point in time, it's the platform and the podcast are totally free. It isn't my intention to make this into a business at this time. I'm just trying to use this as a vehicle to understand more about the market myself because I'm still overseeing the China business for Dimensional Insight and I figure that as I learn and as I talk with a lot of these people it's kind of like getting free inquiries for me. There's a lot of value there and that's going to go directly into our business. Great. I look forward to hearing those podcasts and uh, you know, reading your research paper. I think it's time to take another break. And when we come back, I would like to hear some examples of the research or the case studies that you have done for your platform. China is now the second largest economy in the world. There are hundreds of opportunities for worldwide business professionals to start looking in China. From business leaders to manufacturers to artists and students, you need to discover these opportunities to grow your business and your career. Listen every week for In China with Michelle Zhou, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For business sake, you need to tune in. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program. So we're back now, Tim. And uh, before the break, you talked about uh, the platform China Biz Connect, the kind of research you do, and a podcast. I think my takeaway is this is a research targeting, you know, helping people understand go-to-market strategies to China. And you are targeting small and medium-sized companies, the business owners. So can you describe with us or clarify what kind of audience are your ideal audience that would use this service? Sure. The listeners and the readers that I have in my mind that I'm trying to provide this research for are very similar to myself. So they are upper or middle management focused on growing the business internationally, working for software companies, 
or IT service companies, but very much in the IT space and probably more in the enterprise IT space than the consumer IT space. Certainly selling their product business to business rather than selling software in boxes or, or downloads or things like that. Mm-hmm. So you have a very specific uh, targeted audience that uh, might be interesting and uh, will be benefit from your service. And as you mentioned, it will be free for the beginning for now. Mm-hmm. Then now, I would love to hear a couple of case studies or examples of your research that you have already started. Can you share with us some? Sure. We've recorded three case studies so far, and I want to clarify to everybody in case you're coming to ChinaBizConnect.com for the first time. We're just getting started, and our official launch is going to be the very beginning of April this year. So. Currently, we just have five pieces of research right now, and we're going to probably release a new piece every two or three weeks. So when you come there, some of the things that you'll see are case studies. And one of the case studies comes from a manager whose name is David Broderick, who was based in the Philippines working for Computer Aid. Incorporated, which is a IT outsourcing firm, and they had a Fortune 100 company who was going into the China market, and they wanted Computer Aid to service them. So he was responsible for finding a joint venture partner and opening up Computer Aid's China office and servicing that customer. And he told his story. Sounds very interesting.、Mm-hmm. Was it a success or was it a, <laughs> a very challenging <laughs> journey he had? Actually, his story is is a great success in my mind, and this is an example of very good timing and a very good opportunity to go into the China market. Because if you have a big customer that's there right now, asking for you to come in and service them. You've already got revenue from day one, so he was able to go in. He focused his effort on relationships. He spent a long time looking for the right partner to do the joint venture, and he read a lot of books about Chinese culture. He learned how to give the right gifts, and he made a great. Relationship that turned out to be profitable in the first year, so I was very impressed.、Mm-hmm. I think you pointed out a couple of very important things. Doing business in China, it's not just a straightforward. You know, I have this, and you know, I sell you this. You buy and you pay money. There's a lot of relationship building, understanding the culture, prepare yourself. All these things are very important before you just get and rolling. So, what's another study or another story you can share with us now? Another story is actually. The co-host of China Biz Connect's podcast, Michael Bragan, and he told the story about how he went into China to open up the business for a company called Software Productivity Research, which is a company that provides tools and consulting to large organizations. 
that developed their own software internally. And they were focused really on the defense industry. But they'll go in and they'll use the tools to monitor the software development, find opportunities for optimizing and improving and cutting down cost and getting the product out on time. That sounds a great story, too. I will look at that. And I think, Tim, you should also write your own story. I think uh, as the beginning, right, I asked you about your experience in the early years when you started working for Dimensional Insight. The third story that we have is actually my story. And I'm trying to think the title that I gave the story, but it was something like, going into China with no plan and learning it by trial and error. So you can kind of get the idea from the story that there's a, a lot of ups and downs, but there are some things that we did really well. And what we did well was we hired a very strong local team, a very loyal local team. I found a Chinese general manager to replace me who is doing a great job and is growing the business at a at a pretty rapid rate. So we're pretty pleased with what we've achieved in the China market. Wow, you are smart. You found somebody to replace you, so you come back, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, that was an important decision. Great. I really look forward to hear more about uh, your platform, China Biz Connect, and uh, your research. I think, uh, as you mentioned uh, to me, when you're planning that, you said that you have a agenda for your research. So that's something, I think, uh, a very serious piece of work you are doing. The agenda is, is similar to what I was discussing in terms of the go-to-market strategy and how it involves market intelligence, how it involves market strategy, customer acquisition, and demand generation. But it also involves thinking about the investment, how big the investment should be, and setting the right expectations for the return on the investment and how much time it's going to take. So the research agenda covers all of these areas and then each of the topics, especially the market intelligence piece, breaks down into subtopics that go into a lot more detail. Wow. Then what is your ultimate goal here? Yeah, the ultimate goal really is to become the best research and analysis platform on the internet for go-to-market in China for the tech industry. And I think we can achieve that. I don't know who the competitors are completely. And if you're out there, please let me know so that I'm aware of you. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my goal. I, I really want this to be where Western tech companies go to when they're thinking about going to market. And if they're interested in getting advice, they can talk with me, they can talk with Michael. We're interested in growing the platform with more partners who can help us provide more content so we can grow the platform faster and bigger. And who knows, in the future, we might offer various go-to-market services and consulting to support the needs of our listeners. 
Sounds great. I really look forward to seeing the progress of this platform, and I believe it will help many people in this tech industry, in the B2B side of software, and small and medium <laughs> companies, right? That's your target audience. I believe they will benefit from reading the research, listening to the podcast, and getting to know more about China before they jump into it. Thanks so much, Tim. I appreciate your time here. So, Tim, how do the audience find more about you and the China Biz Connect? Well, you're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to get to know you, and you can find out more about China BizConnect by just coming to our website, ChinaBizConnect.com, and hopefully you can sign up for our newsletter as well, so that I can send you email updates. Great. I want to thank our audience for listening to our show today. You can find more about China Biz Connect by the way that、uh, Tim just described, and、uh, go to LinkedIn to find him. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. I look forward to talk to you again next time. Thank you for tuning into In China with Michelle Zhou. Please join us for another edition next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week.